hombre extraordinario. Me impresiona mucho. Pues, ¿sabes que Yo creo que no es tanto el físico, es más bien la personalidad que tiene y todo lo que proyecta. Ya me lo imagino con su smoking blanco, un martini en una mano y un costoso abano en la otra. Provocativo. Atractivo. <risa> Stereophonic Sound Spectacular. Hello there, and welcome to the exciting world of hip. This is a new departure in language instruction. For English-speaking people who want to talk to and be understood by jazz musicians, hipsters, beatniks, juvenile delinquents, and the criminal friends. Bonjour, madame. Bonjour, monsieur. Nous allons, grâce à ce disque créé spécialement pour vous, essayer de tirer ensemble le maximum de qualité sonore de votre chaîne haute fidélité. Sit back, relax, or close your eyes. Hello, hello, beautiful and amazing people, or should I say wonderful people. How was your summer? And for those of you who are somewhere into the uh, East Coast, uh, to the East Coast of uh, North America, especially, I didn't see uh, from my colleagues and friends in Europe what's going on. Uh, but uh, we have what we could call an endless summer. Usually the definition of an endless summer is something around, um, something around, as you could say, um, more late September after the fall, the equinox of September 21st. But nevertheless, we have a very Caribbean uh, temperature and weather here in the Montreal area where I'm coming back. So um, so I'm glad to be with you and before you today for uh, this very, very um, daring subject once again, uh, inspired by uh, Arthur Miller play. Um, called The uh, Death of a Salesman, uh, but in my case, with my reflection, my retreat that I did this summer, my slow my slow July, and my uh, grid-off, did I try to make a real grid-off? It's really hard these days with uh, everything on your phone. So we'd like to welcome every one of you today on this Friday, September the 8th of 2023. Um, I hope that... Uh, This very special um, comeback, uh, back to work, uh, back to school, uh, back to uh, more active um, with the fall at our doorsteps uh, will we'll, we'll kind of awake you and agilize your mind as it is my uh, purpose and my mission here. And, um, and of course, um, for those who may not know me, because it's your first time, there's a lot of new Comer coming in. Uh, so my name is Alexandre Frédéric Jolie, and a lot of people call me Coach F because Alexandre Frédéric is no, uh, beside my mother and some of my very, very close friends, nobody called me my full name. So AF was mostly um, the, uh, <laughs> the nickname that I got until, of course, the urban language of the United States uh, makes something else of it, but it's just for fun. And um, yeah, so. Today, we're going to talk about the death of an Agile coach. Uh, who's coach? Who's Scrum Master? I just don't know. 
what I know is it's going to be a reflection, as I said, inspired by the play The Death of a Salesman uh, from the... Um, so welcome, private user, once again. I don't know why is a private user on LinkedIn linked out, but you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome to the Friday Live Agile Show. Uh, by the way, for those of you who had missed my impromptu improvise Friday late, uh, Friday night live agile that I did for my new year, my new business year, that was um, that was actually um, last Friday, September first, exactly. So. Uh, opening my new year, my eighth year of the Agile Lounge for Business Agility. Could you imagine that? We celebrate seven years of operation uh, with this innovative and exclusive coaching. So I did explain uh, what's going to happen now. Uh, so for I would like to be very thankful first for uh, about the 7,000, um, I don't like to say follower, but those who listen who grab my podcasts on Spotify, Apple, and everything, and and those who write to me, those who uh, buy me a coffee and uh, send me some Bitcoin sometimes, I really, really, really appreciate that. And uh, we calculated about like all platform across, it's about 7,000 people that are subscribed to one of our things. And um, I know sometimes I... As I, I am a divergent type of mindset, I, um, I'm a creator, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an innovator, so I create a lot of things. So I started with the, the podcast, the podcast who is in his third season now. So here's the thing, Agile Lounge is entering his eighth year of operation and goodness. Uh, the Scrum Beer that we're going to talk later a little bit, it's, it's going to be the fifth season, so the fifth year. And the, the Dairy Agile podcast also. But we, we did create a... When I was back in the lab in Tulum, we did create it, um, the Friday Life Agile. Because every Friday, I always love to have a coffee or a small talk, but small talk, business talk, um, meeting, prospect, and everything. So for me, Friday is kind of a slow moment. I could do a very, very big uh, workshop or facilitation or, or any kind of work related during the morning. But... During the noon, either we have dinner, either we have cafe, we just relax and we talk. And then, uh, while I was exiled in Tulum, in Quintana Roo, I started to do a live stream, uh, followed by the check-in on Zoom. So that's why I incorporated this series of a weekly kind of live stream. And that sometimes it's also a podcast, because the podcast uh, was managing my capacity as I always put my client first, that's very, very important for me uh, to put my client first or anyone who I serve for that matter. So that's why, um, but I did, I did keep going this and everything. So, so we'll see, we'll see if this, now it's episode 124. Are we going to continue this rhythm? Uh, it will depend again of my capacity and I don't know where the Bitcoin is. Is it upside down or... Did I create an, a mirror effect here? Anyways, that's the detail. So I'm really pleased to be back on uh, September here now. And and today's, yes. So today's, I'd, I'd like to um, put you in, uh, in a bit of the of the moon. 
I know it's endless summer, it's very hot outside, so I don't see a lot of people on the dashboard listening today, so probably you'll catch it in the replay. And this will also be um, a special episode of the Day Real Agile podcast. So here's the thing. So we have the Friday Live Agile, so it's every Friday at noon Eastern time. And um, I will now be more specific. If it's just, if you, when you see the logo here, when it's just the um, Friday Live Agile, it could be a tutorial, it could be something you'll know by the title. Okay, if the title talk about seven things your backlog sucks, or how could you improve uh, your retrospective and blah, blah, blah. So any kind of tips. Um, and, and, and more and more this year, we are going to be out of Agile, which means business agility, Scrum, especially Scrum and Scrum with all of its possible configuration, uh, technical talk, business talk, a lot of more business talk, how to engage business and leadership into it. And by the way, next week, I'm going to launch um, a new website, more dedicated to all the offering that I'm doing at AFJ Solution Group holding. So for me, Agile now, it's really one-eighth, one-eighth of what I'm doing, what I'm offering you how I show up in the world. So so this podcast, Friday Live Agile, will, of course, talk about mostly business agility, as I said, enterprise crumb, and, and, and tips and tricks sometimes. Sometimes we're going to do also a more editorial show that we call the Agile Wars series, where I'm going to call out some validation. And we, we might do a test next week about it. I don't know if it's next week's work. Bear with me, we're going to do something like, and we'll see how much the people react to it, but it's going to be uh, fun, I think, uh, browsing into LinkedIn or some other social network that I won't be anymore, except for this podcast and live stream. And, and of course, the Real Agile podcast, with or without a guest, uh, will still be the last Friday of each month. And if we do it live, uh, it might be either the third or the fourth, depending on the guest, the subject, and everything. Because you have to understand that the podcaster who's listening right now are very, very more. It's it's, it's probably my my most massive uh, followership and subscribing. And if I miss a last Friday of the month because I did it live and and they feel that they have it after, so I have to be really careful about that. So expect some kind of evolution over change in the way I'm going to do this. But but for sure, Friday Live Agile, it's the kind of this live stream show on Rumble and YouTube mostly. We'll still keep it on LinkedIn, but LinkedIn, I'm, I have enough. And I have enough, and instead of criticizing it, I'm going to take some action uh, to be uh, to be somewhere else. So, so, so today, I'd like to... Um, to talk about, um, you know, this uh, Arthur Miller play that inspired me the subject, and also David Lynch, because I did, I, I want to explain today what I did, or maybe I could, uh, but I did a couple of uh, shadow playing, uh, as David Lynch explained, and shadow hunting from Carl Gustav Jung, uh, to kind of heal myself, um, psychologically speaking, uh, because I needed it, and I, I think I still need to um, to uh, meet myself more, to be more uh, assertive and more uh, powerful and and equilibrium with the way I want to show up and tune my behavior to have 
a better and a smarter interaction with all of you guys. Uh, so that will be, uh, for me, uh, that kind of very, very important. Now I'm just saying something. Sorry about the noise. I hope you're hearing me well. Anyways, it's always uh, like this. So, And that's going to be a subject also, this um, I'm human versus, you know, human intelligence versus artificial intelligence. We're going to talk about these things and how the uh, automation. So it's, 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 it's again, and it's part of what I'm reflecting today with the death of an agile coach. Um, it's like I don't want to identify anymore as an agile coach. I would like to identify as only me, AFJ. So that's why jollyaf.com going to centrate about this because we are not our job. We are not... Uh, our family role, we are not... So we have so many labels. It's incredible. And that label of an Agile coach really sucks to me. Uh, so for me, a role, a role without experience, a role without um, the capacity of delivering something. So uh, like you've been reminded to one of our Inviting Agility podcasts we did a couple of months ago. It has nothing to be about being agile or doing Scrum or what the hell. It's about are you ready to deliver value, business value, customer experience, employee greatness, you know? So it's all about this, especially if you're a leader out there. So now I see the sun today is playing with us on this beautiful Friday, September 8th. So I hope I won't have to reset up the lighting. Sorry about that. So, uh, because it was a rainy day at first, so I thought that I could just keep the studio as is, with a beautiful natural light. But um, you'll tell me in the comment how I could also improve my technique on the sound and visual and everything. So, I'd like to read you a quote in the spirit of today's uh, topic. How an agile cold could die. So, ears to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels the troublemakers, the round pegs and the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They are not fond of rules and they have no respect of the status quo. You can code them, disagree with them, glorify or verify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them. Because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do it. That was from Steve Jobs in one of his announcements, I think, at the... MIT. I often read this one before or after my meditation, my transcendental meditation. I'm, do I'm not doing TM. I'm doing transcendental meditation because it's, um, it's part also of the process of a shadow play that has been inspired for me in my case from David Lynch, the great film director, sound. He's a great artist. He's a creative one. He's a crazy one. Like I am, and I'm not that shy to talk about my neurodivergence and my divergence because 
I identify with that quote from Steve Jobs and all the process of shadow playing. And, um, you know, Death of a Salesman, which was a play and two acts and a requiem. Uh, with a beautiful name for the main actor, the salesman, or we could say the coach, the agile coach, Willie Loman, who realized he has been a failure as a father, as a husband, and as a salesman. His son, sons, sorry, two sons, Happy and Beef, are not successful leader on his terms. Hmm? And his career, we talk about the salesman now, fading. Willie escapes into dreamy reminiscence of an idealized past. And the play of Miller, The Death of a Salesman, climatic scene, Beef prepares to leave home. Starts arguing with Willie, his father, confess that he has spent three months in jail, and mocks his father, believe, and a smile, and a shoe shines. Willie, bitter and broken, his illusion shattered, commits suicide. Of course, this is why we put a note here. No agile coach nor scrum master will be armed during the podcast, because for those who are cultivated enough, and you know already, the requiem, you know already uh, the play, the outcome of the death of a salesman. You might have said, oh my God, what's going on, Coach F? Alex. No, don't worry. And anyways, and my spirituality and the way I perceive and I built myself, my mindset and my value systems, death is nothing. I'm not scared to die. I don't care either about this because I live a life of fulfillment most of the time. Transcendental meditation, always tuning my behavior, being alone. That's another thing. I love it in English. Aloneness over loneliness. I never feel loneliness. I never feel lonely. When I do, I reflect on it and I will change what makes me feel and low vibration. And I raise the frequency of myself. And I'm not doing it by surrounding myself with others because all the other people are for me a surplus. And notice here, I'm not talking about good or bad. But it's about this act, this acting of, if I'd like to spend time with someone, it's because I value that someone. The way she or he present they self to me. So that's really also important. So, you know, if you take this play, and two acts in a requiem. Being professionally a scrum master since the turn of the century in 1999-2000, that was my first act, you know? Working with engineer, 
to foster better process and project management and product development and product design. From all my years in customer care and call centers, all the way to this more and more virtualization with the e-commerce, transactional website, shop online, sales online, training online. I did that 25 years ago already. A lot of people think of innovation, but I will say that in the last 10 years, it's very static, including the Agile movement. We will celebrate, I think it's 24, 23 years of the manifesto. But I was Agile before Agile. So it's always like making me funny when people argue online about Scrum Master versus Agile Coach. It's the same thing. And this is why I love the spirit of Enterprise Scrum when we simplify the language. It's a coach. Process the enabler and he will be or she will be driven by helping everyone to focus on what's right to do and to perform. See what I mean? So it's nothing to do about putting an adjective. Because once again, I just want to remind you that agile is an adjective. Anyone could be agile if you decide to be flexible and to how you receive information going in and how you also express information going out. It doesn't seem to me very difficult to comprehend, but it seems that, like an academic, the professional network or this industry of adjective agile has become a noun that most of you out there who might watch this are selling it with fear to business owner, to executive, that if you don't do Agile, Agile with a capital A, you're doomed to failure and you're doomed to death. And now the imposition cycle starts. With the fakeness of a maturity assessment or what have you. And you'll need Agile coach to train and coach and do a lot of things with your Scrum Master and your, with your product owner. And they don't even realize that just by this requirement, they destroy everything, the, every, the very essence of what it is. And the melting pot of buzzword start and everything. So, do I identify... As an Agile coach, the answer from now on, on the September 8th of my 8th year of the Agile Launch for Business Agility, with next week launching jollyaf.com, the answer is no. I don't identify as an Agile coach. I could act as it. I could act as a coach. I could act as a trainer. I could act as a facilitator. I could act as a mentor and I could be 
a practitioner with you, for you, ready to deliver with a clear, cohesive vision. Because our purpose in the world of business that use more and more technology is not about having coaches and owner only walking into a software shop, transforming every businesses as a software shop. That's what I hear a lot, a lot these days. I'm hearing a lot of people talking about it. So that's probably the problem we have in our industry of agile. Too many people, even after two decades of practices, and I will be very, very eager to hear from any of you who's catching it right now in the comment section below. I would like you to tell me what you think about, I'm just saying right now, that the core problem that why is Agile so much deceptive? Why that I'm calling it to die instead of reforming it, of uprising it, of go beyond it, and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. No, the action, I think it is, is are you ready to be a misfit, a rebel, a troublemaker, someone creative? Get out of the squares hole. Think and act differently. This is what works in a fast-pacing world of commerce. So, of course, I do kind of believe that if you're not agile in an adjective sense of the word, if you're not agile, you won't survive. It's a basic theorem of what I've learned in physics, in my bachelor in physics. I remember the teacher... Instead of saying like, oh, welcome to my class. No, no, he said like, he came and he walked in the, the room. He take um, his clay. And he, while he was walking, he says, we are going to spend 13 weeks learning one thing. That life is to eat or being eaten. That still resonates to me. So let me repeat it again. The teacher, this introduction to physics, he says, we're going to learn in the next 13 weeks of this semester that life is to eat or being eaten. Everything we do with our environment, it's a transaction. Of course, the sophisticated human complexity of the mind would like to believe and the illusion that it's no way that life it's only a transaction of running after our food or running not to be the food of someone or something else and the human being the human species so much thing which is sufficient that we are That we are that kind of top of the food chain. And there's nothing to worry about. So we start worrying about anything else. 
And so this is why we complexify everything. See what I mean? Sorry about that. It's really annoying this. Anyways, sorry about that. Of course, my, my great runner, my jogger outside, they, they didn't see this. And I'm glad you didn't see this. But uh, nowadays, as you see, you, that's what we talk about, like transaction, commerce. Information going in, information going out. So what do you do with all of these information, all of those data that you collect or you just receive because you receive them? Did you really receive them? That's another thing too. But in terms of this agility issue, the fail of agile, they say. Could you imagine, like, just let, let's step back a little bit. We have, in 2001, 17 guys, most of them engineer or consultant, specifically in IT or project development. Project development. I insist. I didn't make a mistake. They were developing project. They were still in the mindset of a project. And they realized after years of years, like the 70s, the 80s, like the classical project management of PMI from the 1960s, with the waterfall approach created by Dr. Royce, the same who created iterative development, that we need more and more iterative development and the complexity of the technology and the uh, coding language from, from computer programming to software programming to now whatever programming they do, mobile and stuff shit. And So the thing is, I'm, I was the first to be surprised growing up in, in a family of psychologists and sociologists. And so always I've, I've always have that bias of seeing the human transaction with uh, sociologists, with the environment, with, with the society. And with my mom as a psychologist, it's the behavior transaction. And now the place for those who say like, no, 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 life is not just a transaction. Well, think about it. When you wake up in the morning, you go to the washroom, it's information going out. Then you might have, oh, by the way, I forgot my coffee. Oh, no, I forgot my coffee. So I'll drink some water from my can. It's live. No blooper. But here's the thing, so information going in, information going out. It's already, it's already a transaction just between you, your environment, and then after the other people will come to that. And I don't know about you, but I'm entering in the fall of my life. I get pretty much a long experience of in the professional realm as well as life. I'm still learning. I'm eager to learn and discover new thing. And if we go back with this, let's go back to the basic. I saw a post of a dear colleague lately saying that the manifesto opened with that. And I was very like, I was the first surprise back in 2001. At the beginning of this great year, this great century, this great millennium. Huh? 2001 was the first year of the third millennium. Could you imagine that? 
and then of course we could discuss about calendar and I know a lot about this because I, I love history I love anthropology but let's stick to the point of the fact that I was very positively enjoyably agreeably surprised that left-brainer people talked about human creative right brain value Think about it. But of course, as I know, three of them more, uh, I won't say intimious, but more like I did work with them. I did like uh, been coach and been trained and everything. And one of them, you see, you know, my dear Mike Beetle. He was also in physics. And believe it or not, but those in mathematics and physics... We are those kind of misfit that we are going into the consciousness. And the consciousness is being able to balance or switch, depending on the context, between the left and the right brain. In my observation, getting older, getting more experience, seeing the patterns out there, even making some equation to see the patterns of the teams, I coach and teach and in organization when there's a change of one person that came with his temperament and all this energy going in and going out and the subsension that we learn in physics above the Planck level, but we, we, we still don't know because we're still researching what is below the Planck level. It's called unified science, by the way. Could watch uh, anything from Nassim Aramain on this, but... By my connection here, why I do feel, it's not even a belief or it's a, it's a manifestation of my constatation after 20 some years in the field of lean thinking, scrum process, and this kind of agile ways of doing things. But I realized that when we go into the pushing, pushing mode, imposition mode, and let's do it because my competitor does that, and da da And all oh, the promise is twice the work and half the time. They just think about productivity. They just think about the square, the square hole again. And they forget the transaction. And they forget the main goal of how the transactions should be ruled. Uncovering new and better way of delivering product, of delivering services, of delivering solution, of delivering a performance. For instance, a lot of people write to me that, oh, you're not really professional as a, as a podcaster. You, you don't always balance your microphone. You're not, you're not taking care of if your guest coming, if you do an echo cancellation, you this and that. A lot of criticism. It's okay. But the thing is, my intention, who I am, I don't want to be a podcaster. I'm doing it by passion. Because I believe that I'd like, and I'd like to do it differently. I went to this kind of social media marketing type, of course, that 
didn't pay too much. I just tried it. And I realized that it's a one-size-fits-all again. Do this and you'll gain attraction and you'll gain... I said, like, no, I don't care about the content. I care more about what I would like to share with you and with the conversation, the, the civil discourse that we could have together. And, and this is why, starting now, for my new year, my new business year, in my new birth on earth here, I want to start over, inspired by this Steve, Steve Job Coats. So you could write to me that I should be more professional and more seen, more that. This is only a projection of yourself. And ask yourself when you judge anyone, not just me, it's not just about me, but when you judge someone by a critic like this, what the fuck are you doing yourself and this world and this play? And this illusion. What is your transaction asset? What are your assets to play the game? To make a difference? And you call yourself an agile coach? Really? You call yourself an agile coach. And the only thing you could do, it's criticizing and having judgment. You'll hide these behind review and retrospective if we use the Scrum language. Or you will hide it by, oh, I'm being agile. I'm giving you uh, this and that and blah, blah, blah. Really? For me, this is why... This is really why I see that after last year reflection and that I replayed this summer, like you remember, it was two weeks ago, I think. Agile is dead for me. And if I loop back and move forward, huh? loop back and move forward, yes, it was surprisingly amazing and great to see a majority of left-brainer, very practical, pragmatic people, very engineering mindset, and sometimes boring, boring as hell, came up to these four values and this sets of 12 principles that should help any leader making decision. And that the outcome of it, what is it now? It's a big failing industry, but supported by the belief and its adoption that this is the new thing. In my case, I do believe that business agility with an open leadership is the key to success for any enterprise, whether it's a startup, whether it's an already positioned enterprise that would like to, using the old language, transform what evolved into something better and smarter. With all of this new information going in, with or without the VUCA, 
being a businessman myself, an entrepreneur myself, I realized that you cannot be static. And Agile, the Agile promise over delivering a software product that became also any delivery of business value and customer experience and uncovering these new ways of doing it to beat the competition, to be the best in our industry. It's about a marketplace. It's a transaction again. Either you eat or you're being eaten. And then after what's going on, you know what's going on. Lots and lots of people come in in the adoption field. And by the way, it was the same thing with classical project management. You know that? What I'm doing today, calling it the death of an Agile coach, I know a lot of my colleagues 25 years ago, and even today, as project manager or program portfolio manager, they could do the same. Nobody is a professional manager. If your skill is business management, Remember last week with the Go Back to Work, the video we play at the beginning of the podcast with Steve Jobs again and his team recruiting talent to work into the Macintosh project. He talks about business management. It's a bunch of bozos. Everyone who's doing an MBA right now, it's part of the problem. It's bozos. Clowns. People who are not in touch with base reality. People who lack total leadership of being a gatherer of the people within the organization who are left and right brain to create the perfect equilibrium. And those who achieve to do this are those who will be called crazies. Those who really take advantage of this agile movement, and I will prefer to say from now on, the business, the open business agility leadership movement, moving onward, constantly being aware of what will be the best way to achieve our common vision. After that, all the left brain structure process. So here's the funny thing. There were 17, mostly left brainer, but with a glimpse of awakening to consciousness, to the human agency. that made noise, they tried to make noise, but you know what happened in 2001. Uh, 9-11 stole the show. Could you imagine those guys met in February after the dot-com bubble burst? 
to promise the world that if we adapt this iterative incremental ways of having a working software over comprehensive documentation, that will be great. Then the evolution of it make us see for the innovator within us that without agilizing the entire enterprise, it's quite impossible to get the outcome of the promise of those four values and 12 principles that should help you make decisions to get shit done. So this is why a little bit like in the play of Arthur Miller of 1948 at the beginning of my 49th years and the eight years of Agile Lounge for Business Agility I do believe that my illusion completely shattered I should commit the suicide of this Agile coach Agile is dead for me since last year mostly, after six years of reflection, that I miss my talk, my deep talk that I had with my Enterprise Scrum family, and especially with Mike Beadle around, having a gin somewhere on 57th Street in New York, talking about what could we do to make this evolution happen for real? What could we do to lower the noise of all the corn artists, the hustlers. Agile is not working because we are not putting the human agency first, the people interaction and transaction first. And this is why you see the rise of imposition, not just only of the frameworks, but you see the imposition of what I call the left brain dictatorship. Let me give you a very clear example without, of course, naming any companies. I was prospecting this spring throughout the summer with a company who wanted to have a kind of a scrum leader that will work with management to create uh, a better intake process of initiative, okay? To build a better experience, a better user experience for the people inside the organization and a better customer experience for those who purchase their product. And um, so they wanted to kind of a, so they did try a couple of years ago a PMO with a classical thing and some kind of agile PMO it didn't work. So they wanted to go full on Scrum, kind of Scrum as scale from Shutterland and stuff like this. So so we're discussing and discussing and everything. And in my round of discussion, for some reason, uh, often I do uh, those kind of showcasing. Uh, with the entire C-level, or at least uh, the sponsor of the uh, mandate that I might have. Uh, but for like for some reason, I met the CIO apart. I met uh, some kind of senior management and product project and um, 
managed services like these work together, but with not with their CIO, with with their boss. And then I met with the CEO and uh, the human resource or people care kind of executive person at the very end of the process. And uh, this is why speaking with the owner, because he's not only just the CEO, it's also the owner. And this is where I realize how much Agile fell. Because the request for this mandate, for this mission, was, of course, asked by the owner and CEO of the enterprise. But it was lead by the CIO, Chief Information and Technology Officer. And this guy, whether he's great or not, that something, but he's really into this left brain dictatorship. And our conversation we had about Agile and even Scrum and Lean is very, very narrow to software and application development. He's not even in the final product. He's not even in these human agency or are you engage people to work with you. His mindset, whether is technologically very advanced and motivated, okay, he was not crazy enough. He was not rebel enough. He was not a troublemaker. He was an agreeable person stuck into his left brain mindset of an engineer becoming, by default, a manager as a CIO. But he didn't share the vision of the owner of the business. The owner of the business, who in my conversation was a lot more enthusiastic, a lot more towards like understanding the vision. So, okay, so you, sir, you want to go that direction and you want a guy like me to bring you there. And I said out loud, but do you know that the one who will sponsor it doesn't see it like this. So could you imagine, like, it's one of the 12 principles. IT and business, they should work together. In that case, already identify that. First, they didn't have any definition of done, whether it is for the product development, for the project setup, and not even into a cohesive enterprise-wide vision of where we want to be. What is the critical proposed value we should address? And when I talked about these critical proposed value, CPV, we talk about, is it a time to market? Do we want to be the first in the market with our product? Is it to renew ourselves at a point that the competition will shake with our new way of delivering our stuff? Is it creating new revenue stream that will help us innovate and propose a greater portfolio of things? Is it in the way that we reach out to our customer? Is it in our everything? Okay, CPV is that critical proposed value, CPV. This is business, guys. This is business. It, nothing 
I have nothing to do about being an agile coach. And nowadays, an agile coach, like some project manager, is the same shit. No one is that. You're either a creative person or you're either a technical person. And then you could have a lot of nuance and the information in and out that you gather and you do. And you refine yourself and the way you're going to show up and the way you're going to deliver things. So, for me, it's clear. My son's happy and beef. Are they successful? They think they are. One of them is leaving the house. And he's confirming the realization that agile fail as an adjective and even as a noun for those who'd like to have as a noun. And, and this is why it's a agile coach is dying. Because nobody pay attention to that human agency. Everybody still see Agile as a tool, an engineering tool. They still see it as incremental iterative system, which is Scrum and extreme programming, by the way. They are. Could be a system like this. And the fact that in the last decade, the last 10 years, I saw the rise of two things. The conventionalization of Agile, destroying every divergent aspect of what it is to be Agile. In the name of, we have to be more pragmatic because we don't sell a mindset. I said to those fuckers, fuck you. You are part of the problem. All of those manager, leader, even some client, that they don't see beyond their little nose. And most of the time, those nose are in the asshole of an upper manager. You want to please with consequences of being happy on social network to say it fell. Or you want to be into this great story of scaling agile framework made by brown nose engineer. Yes, they're real agile. I'm going to tell you the truth in your fucking face. So thus, I'm committing a suicide today. No more agile coach. For any client out there interested in working with me, I could do a lot of things. From product design, customer experience mapping, all the way to team building, with whatever the invitation we do to your team, they will make it happen. 
I'd like to teach you from now on this open leadership, this open pattern of real business agility. Giving you the tips that worked it for some other enterprise to still be alive today and at the forefront of their market. The death of an agile coach means the rebirth of a true entrepreneur, of a CX designer, of a customer care and employee engagement builder. Using human agency and bringing peace between the left and the right brainers to work together in achieving a better world of work and beyond. So that's the message. That's the message of a dead of an agile coach inspired by Arthur Miller, death of a salesman. You know, let me read this to you in conclusion. Again. For that play that premiered in February 1949. Isn't it amazing? So, Death of an Agile Coach. It's a play. And two acts in a requiem. By Alexandre Frédéric Jury. Wrote in 2009. And produced in 2023. Jolie won a lot of prize for the work, which he described as the tragedy of a man who gave his life, who sold it in pursuit of the agile dream. Now the dream is no more. I don't want the illusion created by the buzzwording and fake energy of what it is to be part of an Agile movement and to be an Agile coach. Ears to the crazy ones, the rebels, the divergent, the pioneer of their industry, or the, even the creator of new industry and stuff. It is time for us to go back to basic, to simplicity, and to play joyfully. Not knowing the role we have to play, but our responsibility of doing what's right, of gathering with the right people, capable, Dreamer and doer, and togetherness will build that castle. It's an invitation, and I would like to teach you, if you are a leader or a business owner, how to invite people to work with you, not for you. On that, beautiful and amazing people, remember who you truly are. You are wonderful. You are powerful. You could be whoever you wanted to be. And you could do whatever you wanted to do. 
and respect of one another. And just before I let you go and I wish you an happy weekend, I would like to remind you that we have the Scrum Beer. And today, if you catching it on this Friday, September 8th, it's the last day you could get a discount to your free pint. You purchase your pint of beer in advance. And that's helping us securing and commit to the microbrewery, the Ciboire, at 5101 Saint Laurent that we're going to be on Thursday. So I do believe that we sell a lot of tickets, by the way. I'm really happy about that. But uh, nevertheless, there's still time right now for you to get those early bird tickets. You see, 33% off apply. So the link is in the description of this video for Rumble and YouTube. On LinkedIn, go to my feed and you will see the link somewhere. Did I say no? On LinkedIn, yes. So you see, the focus value, instead of $20, is $15.60. You get the access of Scrum Beer with one pint free. And the pint for us is 16 ounces. So it's going to be on the house on me. And if you take respect at $40 or openness at $50, you don't even pay the even bright fee. So it's really right now till tonight. Uh, it's $33.50. After tonight, it's $50. So I hope to see you there. I hope to see you there on the 28th. Uh, because the 28th is going to be a lot of things. We are going to celebrate the uh, eighth year of Agile Lounge the fifth year of the Scrum Beer. Also, I think the birthday of my new um, facilitator, Chun. And we're going to also celebrate the fact of being together in this movement. And uh, we're going to explore some other ways, such as Metascrum. So on that, beautiful and amazing people, I wish you a very happy weekend of this endless summer. Coach F is signing off. And see you next week. <laughs>